0: And now for the show reflecting on classic radio Hollywood 360 with your host, Carl Amari.
1: Who's that strange looking man behind you? That's Carl. Cool. I met him at
2: the laundry, man. Him
0: sing? Sam, sweetheart.
3: I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger.
4: Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits.
0: Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> guys, guys, guys,
3: Fellas, did we could listen to the radio or something?
5: Everyone, I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Lon Clark stars as that most famous of all manhunters, Nick Carter, master detective from 1944. But it's time now for TV Jeopardy! Lisa Wolf Trebek will play audio clips from popular TV shows. And I'll try to name the show while you play along at home out there in Radio Land.
3: Right, Lisa? That's right, Carl. This time you've got it right. So... Uh, TV Jeopardy! is going to be all about TV shows from the 1960s. 60s, and this okay. this is the generation, the decade that we mm, grew up on. So yeah. these were really a labor of love for me to go back and watch. And I, I just had a flood of memories with all of these shows. So I okay. picked them carefully. So mm-hmm. here is the first TV show from the 1960s.
4: There is a solution for most of these bills. I couldn't close Dorothy's charge accounts.
3: Watch the birdie, Mr. B, and just look mad. What for? Because I got a better way to keep Missy from spending so much money. Just look mad. (laughs) Oh, come on, Mr. B. You can look (laughs) madder than that. Just pretend I said you couldn't have dessert on account of your spare tire. (laughs)
5: <laughs> I know what that's all about. Yeah,
3: the spare tire <laughs> or the dessert. Yeah, both.
5: So that's, uh, that is Hazel. Yes, Hazel. Indeed. That
3: is right. right. I mean, nobody talks like Shirley Booth.
5: Yeah, Shirley Booth. Right? She was married to Ed Gardner, Duffy's Tavern. Did you know that? Yeah, well, only because yeah. we've
3: talked about it. Yeah. That was on for five seasons from 1961 to 66. Wow. And what a
5: show. Yeah, you know, people... I mean, she did a ton of stuff. She was in movies, on Broadway, but she is going to always, she will always be known as Hazel.
3: Did you know? And I did not know that this show was based on a comic strip no, from the Saturday that. Evening Post. Did not know that. I didn't either. So all right. Was, there either, 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 either. Uh, you know, I much more refined than you. Yeah, I know. I know that.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so do all of our listeners.
3: <laughs> okay. Uh, the next TV show.
2: I want all of you to know that the attache case is missing, and
0: until it is recovered, you are all suspects. Does that mean none of us can leave the island? <laughs> now, I am going to put the same question to
3: each one of you. <laughs> Mr. Howell,
0: did you sneak that case out of my hut?
3: How dare you make such an accusation?
0: Do You think I became the head of a dozen international corporations by stooping to thievery? Lovely.
3: What a cast of uh, characters.
5: We've had two of these people on yes. the show. Um, I think they're like all gone now. I think the entire cast, other than I think Tina Louise is still alive, but I think everybody else has passed.
3: I am not sure. This is
5: Gilligan's Island. It
3: sure is. So yeah. it's on for three seasons on CBS from six. to 67. Only three seasons, huh? Yes.
5: Because I know they started in black and white with yes. the show and then they... made it color, and so there's a lot of shows that that happened. There's a lot of shows that started in— A uh, lot
3: of these in the 60s. Yeah, like the
5: Cisco Kid was another Mm -hmm. one, started as a black-and-white show, The Lone Ranger, this show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all right, that's Gilligan's Island.
3: Uh, This next one is one of your favorites. I know that. Mm Mm-hmm. How are you feeling, Master?
2: I'll tell you how I'm
4: feeling. I'm the only astronaut in the program that needs a seeing eye dog. Oh, would you like to have a seeing
2: eye... No, no, I, I want my 2020 vision back. Can't you fix him up?
4: Well, I must say it is rather nice to have him like this. This way he cannot look at other girls. Yeah.
5: <laughs> oh man, one of the greatest series I, of all time. I know. I dream of Gene and I bet you do <laughs> <laughs> I That dream was of uh, Barbara Eden Barbara and Larry Eden. Hagman mm-hmm.
3: and the show uh, was on for five seasons from 65 to 70 on NBC. And wow, I know that's how we grew up.
5: And again, I, mean, I think that was another one that started in black and I white think it did and yes. then moved to color.
3: Yeah. Yeah, right? The memories are flooding in, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, the next one as well.
2: (laughs) You're a what? I'm a witch.
1: That's
2: wonderful. We'll talk about it tomorrow.
1: Now, I am a witch. A real, house haunting, broom riding, cauldron stirring witch.
2: It must be the champagne.
4: It's been a hectic day for
0: both of us. This getting married
3: is not as easy as it
5: looks. Would I say I was a witch
3: if I'm not? Okay. Oh wow.
5: That's uh, Elizabeth Montgomery there, yes, and um,
3: and the title is
5: <laughs> Bewitched. <laughs>
3: Bewitched. Bewitched aired for eight seasons on really? ABC eight from sixty four to seventy two. Yeah, and of course we've talked about Agnes Moorhead as Endora. Endora, oh, and and, yeah. Um, as her mother. And we've talked about the two Darrens. Yeah, had, we had uh, Dick York yeah. from 64 to 69 as Darren. And then a Dick Sargent who replaced sure, Dick York sure. for the final three seasons. And
5: then Tabitha was on the show yes, with us, remember? That's
3: right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Literally, when I used to watch the show, I just wanted to be Elizabeth Montgomery because I thought she was beautiful. Yeah. And she, she was. Yeah.
5: She was great. Yeah, and
3: I wanted to, you know, wiggle my nose that way. <laughs> <Who didn't, laughs> and make things happen. Didn't. Sure. <laughs> sure. All right. Here's the last show. But
2: every time Marsha turns around, they hand her a blue ribbon or something.
1: Oh, now, Jan, you know that isn't so. Marsha's worked very hard for those things.
2: Well, all I hear all day long at school is how great Marsha is at this or how wonderful Marsha did that.
3: Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha,
5: Marsha, Marsha.
3: And that has just turned into a catchphrase. Yeah, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha.
5: Ah. Right? Yeah.
3: What is it?
5: That's the Brady sure Bunch. There is is.
3: 69 to 74 on ABC. Yeah. Um, of course, it went into syndication. There are so many spin spinoffs. No, none of them, I don't think, ever caught on. There was the Brady Bunch hour. Yeah. Uh, there was the like Brady... a
5: variety show. Mm-hmm. There
3: was the Brady girls get married. Yeah. There was the Brady brides. I don't know. And then about they any made some
5: like made for Christmas. TV movies they too. had a few movies.
3: There things was like Christmas that. shows and all sorts of things. But, you know. Nothing is the Brady Bunch.
5: No, it's great. Well.
3: Well, good job, Carl. Got them all.
5: Maybe I'm off to a good start because last week I got everything right. wrong. No, much.
3: don't don't let them fool you. We'll, we'll see how don't. things go. This is meant to. Did
5: you lead me into a false sense of security? Always. <laughs> all right. When we come back, it's Nick Carter, Master Detective. Stick around.
0: More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. All right, we're back. And now
5: back to Hollywood 360 Ooh, with Carl Amari. Oh, I talked over Adam West. Ooh, he's not going to be happy with me. Well, Bat- you, don't won't want, know. you don't <laughs> want Batman to get mad at you. He won't know, I promise. I tell you, you don't want him to be mad at you, Batman. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we are on... Oh, a couple hundred radio stations coast to coast, and uh, actually more than that. And um, many of our stations, though, don't carry the full five hours.
3: Well, I have a solution for that. What's that? And it's actually something very special for tonight. Yeah. So Carl and I have decided to um, answer the phone.
5: Well, we're not answering the phone. We can't answer the phone. We'll call people back. Call people
3: back. That's really what I meant. So if you are interested in the Classic Radio Club or the Hollywood 360 podcast, and have some questions about it. I know not everybody is comfortable signing up online, yeah, or, or have the capability to do that. So your offer is that if you call our tonight, number tonight. tonight only and um, Carl or I will call you back, answer all your questions and sign you up on the phone during our break while some of the classic radio clubs are playing. Clubs it, are playing or shows, uh, shows are playing? While are playing. Well, the shows are playing.
5: <laughs> That's what I
3: said. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> um, I'm going to give you the number in case you uh, would like to take uh, us up on that. The number is 815-900-7535. Write it down, uh, 815-900-7535. You can give us a call, leave a message, and Carl or I will call you back.
5: Yeah, we'll call during the breaks. And uh, as Lisa said, sign you up to the Classic Radio Club or the podcast of Hollywood 360. 815-900-7535. And
3: we look forward to talking to you. Yeah, it might
5: take us a little while to get back to you, but we will get back to you tonight. All right, we're going to listen now to Nick Carter, Master Detective. This was, I think, one of the best detective shows on the air. It was on the air a long, long time, 1943 until 1955. So you know they were doing something right. And Lon Clark, who I got to uh, be pretty good pals with over the years was the star throughout the entire series. He played Nick Carter, Master Detective, the entire 13-year run. And there were two actresses that played uh, Patsy Bowen, his uh, uh, secretary-slash-assistant, Helen Schote and Charlotte Manson. This was a great series. I mean, he was um, a—they called him a manhunter. He would go after you like a dog on a bone. You know, Nick Carter, Master Detective, would. This is a broadcast— From October 8th, 1944. It's called The Numbers Murder. Here's Lon Clark now on Nick Carter, Master Detective.
1: What's the matter? What is it? Another case for Nick Carter,
2: Master Detective.
0: Yes, it's another case for that most famous of all manhunters. The detective whose ability at solving crime is unequaled in the history of detective fiction. Nick Carter, Master Detective. Presented by the three great Linux home brighteners Linux clear gloss, Linux cream polish, and Linux self polishing wax. Created by Acme, America's great producer of Acme quality paints. Today's curious adventure.
4: The Numbers Murders, or Nick Carter and the Mystery of the Wrong
0: Note. And now for today's mysterious adventure with Nick Carter. Our story opens in a dingy little saloon on a back street. So, you you finally hit it, eh, Benny?
2: Yeah, three years I've been playing them numbers, and... Doing nothing but lose. But today, oh, boy, (laughs) $50,000. Which numbers was you playing, Benny? Duke Dawson's or Lucky Combs? Oh, the Duke's. He's a square shooter. Always pays off on the nose when you win. He's a great guy, the Duke. You think it's safe to go around telling everybody you won all that dough? Eh, Something might happen to you before you get to spend it. Oh, I ain't no fool, Butch. I ain't told only a couple of my pals, and the Duke would want me to tell him. He likes to have the guys know he pays when he loses. Fifty grand. Oh, and all mine. (laughs) Gee, I can't believe it yet. Yeah, but as long as you got it in your pocket, it's easy to believe it. Yeah, you're right there. Well, so long, fella. I gotta be getting on home. I ain't got to tell the old lady we're rich now.
0: (laughs) Won't she be tickled? (laughs) So long, Benny. Don't spend it all on the way home.
2: Spend it all? Hey, you can't spend that much dough without you do some thinking about it. Fifty grand. Oh, that Duke's a swell guy. Ever lets a fellow down. Well, when you got the winning ticket, you know you got to go. Hello, Bunny. Uh-huh. Oh, it's you. Oh, glad to see you. How's the I boy? Heard
4: about your luck, Bunny. Wanna congratulate you. Oh
2: yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's the best luck I've had in years.
4: Got it with you, I suppose. Uh,
2: sure, I got it with me. You don't think I Hey, put down that gun. You can't oh Fifty grand. Thanks, pal.
4: Which, together with the evidence already set forth above, proves conclusively that the man known... Oh, is...
1: Nick, not so fast. I can't keep up with you.
4: Now what's the matter, Patsy? got cramps in your fingers?
1: Oh, no, Nick, it's not that. We've been working on this report for over three hours without stopping. I can't keep it up all day.
4: <laughs> all right, Patsy, let's rest for a few minutes. I wouldn't <laughs> be so anxious to finish this report, except... For... Oh. It's
2: Nicholas Carter's office. Hello, Patsy, is Nick there?
1: Oh, yes, Lieutenant, just a
2: minute.
4: You, Nick. Thanks. Hello, Riley, what's on the royal mind this evening?
2: Ah, uh, now, Nick, lay off the kid in a minute. Just because you're called a mastermind in all the yellow journals in the city, don't mean the all time... All right,
4: letter. all right, Riley, I withdraw my remark. What's wrong with the world now?
2: Just a murder, Nick? Just a murder.
4: Nothing new about a murder, Riley. Why drag me in? Now,
2: Nick, I'm asking you as a personal favor. Will you give me a hand on this? If we don't get this one solved and solved quick, the commissioner's going to be down on us like a ton of bricks.
4: Well, what's so special about this particular murder?
2: Uh, meet me in front of 756 Brownlee Avenue as soon as you can, and I'll tell you all about it. What do you say?
4: But, Riley, it's after 11 now. Can't I wait until tomorrow? No,
2: Nick, it can't. we got to get to it right now. Will you meet me?
4: All right, meet you there in five or ten minutes. Ah,
2: thanks, Nick. I'll be seeing you. So long.
4: So long.
1: Are we going out, Nick?
4: Yes, Patsy. We're going to have a look at somebody who's just suddenly and violently passed out of this world. Get your hat and let's go.
1: Oh,
2: there you are, Nick. Well, how are you, Patsy?
1: Okay, thanks, Lieutenant.
4: Where's the remains, Riley?
2: Right over here, Nick. Just the way my man found him.
4: I see Two shots right through the heart.
2: Uh-huh.
4: Never knew what hit him. Looks as if they might have come from a forty-five. Yeah, right, Nick. All right, Riley, who is he and why should I care? Well,
2: his name's Benny Smith. He's one of the characters that hang around the edge of the underworld. No record, but a great guy for playing the numbers. He's been playing them since they were started. And I think that's what killed him.
1: Oh, now, Lieutenant, how could the numbers kill him? Well,
2: Benny connected today, Patsy. He won himself $50,000, oh. and he had it on him when he started home, they tell me, but he ain't got a cent of it now. He's as clean as a whistle.
4: Very interesting. Probably talked too much about his luck. Well, where do I
2: come in? Well, Benny played Duke Dawson's numbers, Nick, and Duke's had two heavy winners this month. Now, both of them were killed in the same way before they got home, and both of them lost their roles. Now, once could be a play and hold up, but twice it's like a regular thing, and I want to find out killings like this have got to stop. That's where you come in, Nick. I need some of your fancy ideas on how to stop them.
4: Lucky Coombs runs the other numbers game, doesn't
2: he? Yeah, yeah. Him and the Duke have been at each other's throats for the last six months. Maybe
4: Lucky thinks this is a good way to persuade the public that if you win with the Duke, you don't live to spend what you win.
2: It could be, Nick. And it could be true that the Duke needs the coin bad enough to want to get it back.
1: I'd hate to play any numbers game where I had to lose my life when I won any money.
2: There's no percentage
4: in the numbers game from any point of view, Patsy. It's a sucker's game.
2: Well, Riley, where do you want me to start? Ah, Good for you, Nick. I-, I knew you couldn't stay out of it. Look, what do you say we go to call on the Duke and see what he's got to say for himself?
4: Okay, Riley. You drive on ahead. We'll follow you. But don't let the cops catch you speeding.
1: Never was in a place like this before,
4: Nick. And you probably won't ever want to be again, Patsy. Is that piano the
1: only
4: music there is? Yes, but Steve Corey's a good piano player, none better. And not only is he a good piano player, he also serves as a lookout for the Duke. Hmm? See how the piano is right at the foot of the stairs to the second floor?
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, that's where the Duke's offices are. And no one can get up there without Steve seeing them. Oh. He signals ahead with his piano to let the Duke know whether it's a friend or an enemy who's coming up. Hey, how do you know so much about this place, Nick? Oh, I get around Riley now and then.
1: And I suppose if Steve signals that it's the wrong kind of company coming to call, they get the wrong kind of reception.
4: That's about it, Patsy. Hi, Steve. The Duke in? Yeah. Go on up. Hey, what do you smoke on that pipe of yours? Old cabbage leaves? Shoe leather. Tastes better. It smells like the deuce, whatever it is. Come on,
2: come on, Nick. We gotta be moving. Right. Which is his office here, Nick? This one here. And it's funny. Try the door.
1: Maybe he's not in there.
4: He must be. Steve told us to come up. And I can see there's a light inside. Hey,
2: maybe there's something wrong there. Let's you have a look. Dawson.
4: It. I think we're better. Come on.
2: Come on with me now. Come on, again. Again.
4: Break it in, Riley. Break it in.
2: That's it. There Are you hurt, Riley? No. Did he get
4: you? No.
1: What's going on in here?
4: Nothing now, Patsy. You can come in.
2: Hey, look there,
1: Nick.
4: Dead. Shot right through the forehead. Is
1: that the Duke?
4: Yes, Patsy, that was the Duke. Hey,
2: look, that's where the killer went, Nick. Through that window there.
4: Yes. And down the fire escape. Below, there's a dozen ways he could have gone. we would never see him.
2: Uh, If we'd only gotten in a little sooner, Nick. That wouldn't have made any difference, Riley. Uh, I suppose not. He was out to get the Duke, and he'd have gotten him anyway. It was just as easy for the killer to get out on the fire escape and wait
1: for us. It's a good thing it was a poor shot or you'd both be dead.
4: I don't think so, Betsy.
1: Well, what do you mean?
4: Well, look how high his bullets went. Up above the door there. Oh,
2: you think he was just trying to scare us, Nick?
4: Looks that way. He could certainly shoot straighter than that.
1: Now we've got two murders to solve instead of one.
4: Yes. I'm beginning to get interested in this now. Let's see what the Duke can tell us about this. Hmm. Duke had no weapons, so he apparently wasn't expecting an attack. Must have known the man who killed him.
2: Hey, Nick, I thought the Duke didn't smoke. He didn't. Oh, there's an awful lot of burned matches here in this ashtray for a guy who don't smoke.
4: And they're all burned pretty well down, too. Oh. And here's a cigarette butt. It's a Uador. huh? A Uador? I never heard
1: of that brand, Nick.
4: Very few people smoke them. And Lucky Coombs is one of them.
1: Lucky Coombs? Then that maybe means Maybe it that
4: does lo- and maybe it doesn't. Let's not jump too fast. I'll just take this, Butt, and these matches along with me. They may come in handy before we're through.
2: Well, I better call headquarters and get some of the boys up here. Right.
4: And while you take care of this end of it, Patsy and I will go and call on Lucky. Maybe he can tell us something about this.
2: Okay, Nick. But be careful, lad. Lucky's a tough baby.
4: I will. I know how to handle him. Oh, Steve. Uh, yeah? Did the Duke have many callers tonight? No. No? How about Lucky Coombs? He wasn't over here, was he? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Uh, what of it? Nothing. Maybe. By the way, you better get this crowd out of here. The Duke's been murdered. This place is going to be filled with cops, reporters, photographers, fingerprint men, and detectives in about ten minutes. Hey, Duke? Murdered? Yeah. So long, Steve. Come on, Bessie. Let's see what Lucky has to say.
5: Lisa, is that a Hammond organ there?
3: Um, I would have to say it is. Yeah, are you sure I about don't that? think you can refute me, so I'm going to so, go with that. <laughs>
5: <laughs> what do you think the odds are? This a Hammond.
3: I'm going to give it 95%. 95.
5: That's pretty good.
3: Well, you know, there's always room for error.
5: You know, because <laughs> I could just see the studio, you know, they're all standing around the mic and then there's a, a man or a woman, whoever, at the organ, right? right. Waiting for the cue to sure. do that. Right. right? Right. Right. That's
3: building up the suspense right there.
5: I love it. And I got to... I'll never forget, and I know we don't have a lot of time, but I got to stand right next to Lon Clark in a reenactment, and I was a bad guy. Of course. And he arrests me, Lon Clark, in a re- radio reenactment of a Nick Carter master detective. I won the role. I I won the role of the bad guy. And, and what did
3: you do to win it? I was, like,
5: talking like this. Hey, yeah, <laughs> listen, Kata, I'm going to tell right. you something, Kata. And uh, we did it in front of a stage, you know. We had a sound effects, and Lon Clark, and I believe it was... I believe it was Helen Schort playing Patsy Bowen, and there was other actors and and stuff too. But I was like,
3: "Can you imagine? Not really. Imagine
5: what that would be like for me." Right. Yeah. It was amazing. Anyway, uh, Nick Carter, Master Detective. We'll get back to the numbers murder. From October eighth of nineteen forty four, more of Nick Carter, Master Detective, and more of Lisa Wolf in Hollywood three sixty, and Mike Estella. After this short break.
1: I'm
2: so
5: if you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30 minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I cover And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. You know who doesn't get enough credit around here besides me? Me? No. <laughs> Mike Costella. Mike Bubblebath Costella. He does not get enough kudos for all... I mean, listen to the quality of this Nick Carter master detective. And then listen to the quality of the classic radio club and all the shows we air. That's the guy right in there in the in that booth... If it wasn't for Mike Estella, I mean, because, you know, these shows, they're, they're off the master transcription, and they sound great. But Mike takes all the little clicks and everything out, makes it amazing, puts some EQ on it. I mean, so when you're listening to it, it sounds like it's being broadcast live. When you put a, a Classic Radio Club CD in your CD player and it plays, you're going to think it's happening right there in your own living room. Classic Radio Club is uh, is our club, and thank you, Mike. Thank you so much for no, everything no. you do with that bubble bath. Um,
3: <laughs> for everything he does for the bubble bath,
5: for the for the club, and for the the quality of the broadcasts here on Hollywood Three Sixty. We have a lot of listeners all across the country, and we always get this. Whenever we talk to people, they're always like, "Oh my gosh, the quality of what you guys air and what we receive being club members is." And that's what we kind of hang our hat on because we license these shows from the people who created them, the estates of the people who created them, like the Jack Benny estate and, you know, the Burns and Allen estate and CBS and all these different networks that own them. We've spent 40 years finding who owns these shows and licensing them, Abbott and Costello estate. And paying royalties, and we get the master recordings.
3: And continuing to add more and more all the time. We are. So we're not stagnant. There's no. always um, more great radio shows out there to obtain.
5: Absolutely. And if you want to join the club, and real quickly, the club is something that we started a few years ago. You can get 10 shows sent to you every month on CD or via digital download, along with a booklet. And in a case, you could either get them on CD or via digital download. And then you also get the Hollywood Three Hundred and Sixty Radio Show sent to you every Monday, and also the podcast. That is, if you have an email, then we do that. So there's a the club is amazing. It's so much. It's so much fun to get these uh, you know CD sets in the mail. Ten different shows every single month. Great quality. And if you want to sign up, either Lisa or I will call you back tonight. If you want to call our number and sign up for the Classic Radio Club. The number to call tonight, and Lisa or I will call you back, 815-900-7535. 815-900-7535. We're listening to Nick Carter, Master Detective. This is called The Numbers Murder, October 8th, 1944. Here's the conclusion.
3: 11,
4: please.
1: Well, this ought to put an end to the numbers racket in this town, Nick. For a while, anyway. With the Duke dead and Lucky in jail for his murder.
4: Maybe. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. oh Patsy, stay in the car. Those two mugs outside may mean trouble.
1: Be careful, Nick.
4: Uh, going someplace, Flatfoot? Why, yes. Just a friendly visit. I want to see Lucky a minute. Lucky's not receiving tonight. Not cops, anyways. I'm no cop. Just want a friendly talk with him.
0: Well, you can't. No?
4: I think I can.
0: Yeah? Well, me and my buddy here is going to see that you don't.
4: We sure are. You got a search warrant, have you? Oh, you want to see my search warrant, do you? Well, here it is. Oh, Dick, watch
2: it. The other one's got a gun.
4: Yeah, and I'm going to drill you some full holes if out, you Dick. want it.
2: To...
0: Well, Nick seems to be having difficulty getting into to see Lucky. Does this mean Lucky is the man who killed the Duke? And what's Nick going to do about it? We'll see in just a moment. Ladies, here's a bit of news about homemaking that means a better-looking home and more time for you to enjoy it. To give your floors a lustrous finish without bothersome rubbing, use Linex Self-Polishing Wax. The time-saving, work-saving liquid finish for all floor surfaces, wood, tile, or linoleum. The finish which is glossy yet not slippery. Linux self-polishing wax remains resistant to slip even when water is spilled on it and provides additional slip resistance with each additional coat of wax. These facts have been proved by the underwriters' laboratories whose seal appears on every bottle. Linux self-polishing wax gives a tough elastic finish because it really contains wax, the highest possible content of genuine carnauba wax. And when the most used parts of your floor show wear, they may be rewaxed without going over the whole floor. So remember always, ask for the liquid wax which is easy to apply, which dries easily to a lustrous finish that resists dirt, wear and water and is not slippery to walk on. It's Linex, L-I-N-X, Linex Lin-X self-polishing wax. You'll find it at your nearest paint, hardware or department store. Your headquarters for all three great Linex home brighteners and Chemtone. <laughs> And now back to our story. We left Nick fighting it out with one of Lucky Coon's gunmen as he tried to get in to see Lucky to question him about the killing of Duke Dawson.
4: I'm gonna drill you (laughs) so far.
2: Oh!
4: Shot my hand off! You're all right, I just knocked your gun out of your hand, that's all. Here, I'll take it. And just to be sure, I'll
2: take your pal gun too.
4: Now, you'll both be good little boys. I won't tell Lucky on you.
2: Won't tell Lucky what?
4: Oh, hello, Lucky. I've enjoyed meeting your welcoming committee. Oh, sometimes their ambition gets the better of their common sense. They told me it was you coming up, Carter. I would have advised them to let you in and save themselves a headache. Here are your boys' pop guns. Give them back to them after I go. Thanks. You can come out now, Patsy.
1: Well, that's your daily dozen for this evening. I always enjoy watching you exercise. It does me so much good. What
4: can I do for you, Carter? I suppose you know Benny Smith was killed tonight, right after he collected the 50,000 he won in Duke Dawson's numbers game. Yeah, yeah, I uh, heard about that.
0: You don't think I had anything to do with that, do you?
4: And did you also hear that Duke Dawson himself was murdered a little while later? So, Oh, you think you can pin that on me? We found one of your cigarettes half-smoked in the ashtray on the Duke's desk, Lucky. What? And the Duke didn't smoke. Not three people in the city smoke your brand. How did your cigarette get in the Duke's ashtray?
2: My cigarette, huh?
4: You could easily be held for the murder on the evidence we have, Lucky. But I suppose you have an alibi. If so, let's have it. Well, uh... I, uh... not been out of my apartment all evening. No alibi, huh? Well, well, that's very interesting. No alibi and a shame to admit it.
1: Then he must be the one who
4: Easy, did. Betsy. If you think I did it, why don't you run me in? No, Lucky, we're not going to run you in. But you will stick around, won't you? Just in case we need you for a witness or something.
1: Oh, Nick, surely you're not going to let him go.
4: Why not? You will stick around, Lucky? Yeah. Fine. Yeah, I'll stick around. Uh, let me know when you need me for something. Thanks, I will. Well, good night, Lucky. Come on, Patsy, let's be going. Why so quiet, Patsy? You haven't said a word since we left Lucky's.
1: Well, I can't understand it, Nick. You have what looks like good reason to believe Lucky killed the Duke and you let him go. Doesn't make sense to me.
4: Why, Patsy, that's all part of my plan. I think I have the answer to both killings now. And leaving Lucky loose is part of my way of proving it.
1: Mm, And I suppose that phone call you made after we left Lucky's was part of your plan, too.
4: Right, Patsy. All part of my plan.
1: And did your phone call accomplish what you hoped it would?
4: Ah, indeed it did, Patsy. Indeed it did.
1: May I ask what it was?
4: You may. Oh,
1: Nick, why don't you tell me what's going on? I don't get it at all.
4: I phoned a certain party to get a certain address. And I got it, that's all.
1: Do you know who the killer is? I think so. Well, who? Who?
4: That, unfortunately, I'm not prepared to divulge at this precise moment.
1: Oh, Nick. Well, here we are. Hmm, Here we are where?
4: At the address I got on the phone. It's a third house up there. The rooming house.
1: And what do we do there?
4: Now, Patsy, listen carefully. When I tell you. I'm going inside that house. Alone? Yes, alone. And as soon as I do... I want you to go to the phone in the drugstore across the street and phone Riley. He'll be back at headquarters by this time. Tell him to come up here just as fast as he can. I may need him. Tell him to bring some of his men in the hurry-up wagon, but not to use the siren. When he gets here, tell him to wait out here with you until I come out. Or if I don't come out, tell him to rush in after me just as soon as he hears gunshots.
1: Oh, Nick, hadn't you better wait until he gets here before you go in there?
4: Can't do it, Betsy. I've got to get inside before the next visitor does. That's the important part of my plan. Now, you have it straight? I think so. Good. I'm counting on you, Patsy. Don't fail me. Well, wish me luck. I may need it. Oh. Who's there? Nick Carter. Got a few questions I'd like to ask you. Questions? Yes, I'm alone. Well, I see you're packing your suitcase, Steve. You weren't getting ready to leave town, were you? What if I was? Ah, you shouldn't do that. We might need your testimony in clearing up Duke Dawson's murder. You're the only witness we have to testify that Lucky Coombs called on the Duke just before he was murdered. Yeah, that's just why I'm getting out.
2: I'm not staying here to be taken for a ride by Lucky's Gorillas. And that's what had happened to me. If I said anything against him.
4: You won't be taken for a ride by Lucky's gunman. I'll guarantee that. I ain't taking no chances. You yeah, got a match? Sure. Thanks. <laughs> Still smoking old cabbage leaves in that pipe of yours, I see. Why don't you try tobacco for a chance? Ah, shut up. I ain't taking no more
2: riding from you. No, from nobody.
4: Okay, Steve. Oh, do you mind if I keep this match you just used? What? What do you want it for? I think I can use it. Hey, what's going on here, Carter? What can you use a burn match for? For one thing, I can use it to send you to jail. To to jail, huh? Yes, for murder. You won't send me to jail for murder? Drop that gun, Steve. Yeah, Yeah. here. That's
2: enough from you. Give me that gun. I will. Give me that gun. Let go. You didn't have to
4: break my arm, did you? Lucky for me, you shot in a hurry. Otherwise, you might have got me somewhere else and just in the fleshy part of my arm. Now, let's see what's in that suitcase. You keep on of me. Stay my... where you are, Steve. I've got the gun now. Sit down on that chair. i be quiet. Uh-huh. Quite a nice roll of bills you have here. At least $50,000, I should say, by the size of the roll. Yeah. What's it to you? It was a nice racket you were working, Steve. Whenever the Duke paid off any big money, you knew who got the money, laid for them, and killed them. The Duke knew it was bad business to have his winners killed that way. So somehow he must have gotten wise to you. Probably by having someone trail Benny, someone who saw you kill him. So he called you in to have a talk with you. And you killed him.
2: That ain't true. I didn't. I didn't. Lucky Coombs did it. That's
4: so? Well, we'll see what Lucky has to say when you tell him that. He'll be here in a few minutes, if I'm not mistaken. No,
5: no, no, I couldn't. He'd kill me. He'd he'd kill me. Stay where you are, Steve. Stay where you
4: are. I'll stand behind the door. You dirty double-crossing rat. That's enough,
2: Lucky. Drop that gun! Uh, uh. Is he... Is he... Did you
4: kill him? No. I just shot him through the shoulder. The shock knocked him out. He'll live... To go to the electric chair with you.
1: Hey, Nick! Nick, are you hurt? Oh, Nick, are you all right? It's all
4: right, it's all right. Everything's under control.
1: Oh, thank goodness.
4: All right, Riley, there
2: are your two murderers.
4: Steve in the chair and Lucky on the floor. Two of them. Glory be. Yes, Riley, two of them. You better get your handcuffs on them before they decide to run out on
2: you. Well, do just that. Now, my fine friend Steve, hold out your hand. And you, Lucky, you can't help me, so I'll just
1: put them on you when you're asleep, and you would
2: be all right when you wake
1: up. Well, then it was lucky, Nick.
2: Yes, Betsy. Lucky and Steve together. Oh, this is a great day for the police department. Two men killed and the two murderers caught.
1: Lieutenant, are you giving all the credit to the police department? It seems to me...
2: No, oh, no, 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 of course not. I just meant that... It's all
4: right, the... Riley, it's all right. My part of it's done. Your precious police department can have all the glory if they want it. Well, tell me about
2: it, Nick. How did they do it? And who killed who? And
4: hold why it, did they? Hold it, ki- hold it, hold it. I'll meet you down at your office in half an hour and give you all the details and the evidence you need. Right now, I want to get my arm fixed. Up. Oh,
1: Nick, you're hurt. Is it bad? Let me get a doctor quick.
4: No, it's not serious, Betsy. It's just a flesh wound, uh-huh. and it's rather painful. I'd like to get it taken care of. Come on, Betsy. I guess you better have to drive. I'll see you later, Raleigh. That feels better. A good doctor's a wonderful thing when you need him. And Dr. Sturgis is as good a man as there is.
1: And now, Mr. Carter, I want to hear all about it.
4: Oh, Patsy. Can't you wait until we get to Riley's office? I don't want to go through the story twice.
1: Nick Carter, if you don't give me all the details right here and now, I'll stop this car and we won't move an inch until you decide to tell me what I want to know.
4: All right, all right. You're a hard woman, Miss Boone. I guess I'll have to give in. Well, what do you want to know first?
1: First? Where did Steve come into this?
4: He did the killing.
1: Then what about Lucky?
4: Lucky was the man behind the throne, so to speak. Mm. Lucky wanted to cut in on the Duke's customers, so he had the Duke's winners killed. Steve, however, did the actual killing and got most of the money for his reward. But when the Duke caught on to Steve, Steve killed him and double-crossed Lucky.
1: How do you mean double-crossed him?
4: Steve planted one of Lucky's cigarettes in the Duke's ashtray. He undoubtedly had some of them from being associated with Lucky. So we just smoked one halfway down and left it where we'd be sure to find it.
1: Then who shot at you and Lieutenant Riley when you broke into the Duke's room earlier this evening?
4: That was Steve.
1: But Nick, Steve was downstairs playing the piano.
4: He was there when we left him, yes. And he was there when we went back. But in between, he slipped out the back, up the fire escape, fired over our heads as we entered to make us think the killer was just leaving, and then went back to his piano. He thought he had a perfect alibi.
1: How did you know that it was Steve?
4: By the matches in the ashtray.
1: How could they tell you anything?
4: Patsy, how'd you light a cigarette? Here, here's a match. Try it.
1: Okay. Why, well, I suppose you'd light the match like this, light your cigarette, and put out the match like this.
4: Exactly. Now, look at that match you just used. Mm hmm. It's only slightly burned at the end. Now, look at this match, which I took from the ashtray.
1: Now, that's burned almost all the way down.
4: Exactly. It was used to light a pipe, not a cigarette. And Steve's a pipe smoker. He probably smoked as he talked to the Duke before he killed him, before we got there. You see, Patsy, I knew the Duke was dead when we got there this evening.
1: if you knew Steve did the killings, how did you find out about Lucky?
4: Well, I felt sure Steve wouldn't dare to do it without strong backing. But there was no evidence against Lucky. So that's why I went to him and told him about one of his cigarettes being left in the Duke's ashtray. And that's also why I didn't want to take him in.
1: Oh, now I see.
4: I felt sure he'd go to see Steve and give himself away. And he did.
1: Hey, Nick, I just realized what you said a minute ago... You said you knew that the Duke was dead before you went upstairs to his office tonight. Now, how could you possibly know that?
4: Very simple, Patsy. Steve was the Duke's lookout man. He used the piano as a signal. The top key on the piano was wired to a buzzer that sounded in the Duke's room. That meant someone was coming up. But when we went up tonight, he didn't hit that note. I watched him carefully. And he didn't hit it because he knew there was no one alive to hear it. He hit the wrong note.
1: I'll say he hit the wrong note in more ways than one.
4: How do you mean, Patsy?
1: Well, considering that tonight you've solved three murders, ended the numbers racket, and recovered the stolen money, i say that Steve hit the wrong note when he tried to fool you.
0: And now, Nick, how about next week's adventure? Well, Ken, the
4: main ingredients of next week's story are a small boy and a slingshot. Well, I didn't know you went
0: in for cases of juvenile delinquency.
1: He doesn't, unless you call it juvenile delinquency when an organized gang of thugs holds up an armored car... Kills the guards and gets away with thousands of dollars of the bank's money.
0: Well, that's uh, really big-time stuff, but where did the small boy and the slingshot come into it?
4: They were the means of my being able to catch the killers, get back the money, and break up the gang.
1: And it gave Nick one of the most unpleasant and dangerous two hours he ever spent.
4: Well, I'll
0: certainly look forward to hearing
4: that. Uh, Any further hints, Nick? No, that's all for now, Ken. I'll tell you the rest next time.
0: I call the story The Slingshot Murders.
1: Or The Mystery of the Broken Window. So long. So long, everybody.
0: And so long to you, Nick and Patsy. We'll be looking forward to seeing you again next Sunday afternoon. Next week, at the same time, listen to another curious experience of Nick Carter, Master Detective, entitled...
4: The Slingshot Murders, or Nick Carter and the Mystery of the Broken Window...
0: Nick Carter, Master Detective, is a copyright feature of Street & Smith Publications, Incorporated. It is presented at this same time and over these same stations by the three great Linux home brighteners. Linux Clear Gloss, Linux Cream Polish, and Linux Self-Polishing Wax. Created by Acme, America's great producer of Acme quality paints. In the Nick Carter adventures, Lon Clark is starred as Nick. Helen Choate is featured as Patsy. Original music is played by Lou White. The programs are written and directed by Jock McGregor. This is Ken Powell speaking for the thousands of Linux dealers and Acme quality retail stores all over America and saying so long until next week. This is Mutual.
5: This aired on the network that got along with all the other networks because it was... Mutual. Mutual, you know, got up, <laughs> got along with everybody really well. I get it. I get it. Nick Carter, master detective with the numbers murder, October 8th, 1944, Lon Clark, who played this role the entire 13 seasons, along with Helen Choate there as uh, Patsy Bowen. And um I'm trying to think. Oh, Lou White. So it was a man doing the organ. I have my right. notes here. Lou White was on the organ there, Hammond organ, Lisa said. Um, Sponsored by Linux Home Brighteners and Acme Paints. All right, Nick Carter, Master Detective. Hope you enjoyed that. Time for this month in music history.
3: And we are going back to the 1960s. That is the theme of the evening. Here's the first song.
5: Are
0: you lonesome tonight? Do you miss me? Are you
3: sorry we drifted apart? So, this is Are You Lonesome Tonight. This was written by Reuters and in 1926. Did really? You know that? 26. Yeah, so in 1960, Elvis recorded the song. Hmm. Uh, but the release was delayed by RCA Victor executives who thought the song did not fit Elvis Presley's new style. Hmm. But they were wrong because the song was an immediate success and it reached number three on the R really? chart.
5: Hmm. I mean Do you It's not my favorite Elvis song, but I can understand.
3: Well, you were in the minority here. <laughs> That's because I'm not like that romantic. Really sure. like I'm not stuff. that romantic. No, I've heard that. You know <laughs> You
5: know what I mean?
3: It's still a it's still a beautiful song. I like old-time radio, I mean, it's not, you know, I like old-time radio. That's it. You've got no room for anything classic else in that radio. brain of yours. It's just classic radio. It's full of classic radio. Yeah. There's no room left. I have left. so
5: much classic radio in my brain.
3: Right. I can see I it's kind understand. of just emanating from your pores.
5: It does. <laughs>
3: along with some other things. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks, okay, Lisa. Sure. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. Fate had me playing in love with you as my sweetheart. More Hollywood
0: 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood
5: 360. In our next hour, it's a comedy episode of Abbott and Costello from 1949. Plus, we're going to play Beat the Host. That's
3: right. We are going to be talking Neil Diamond. He has a birthday coming up, turning 82. If you'd like to be number caller number seven, you'd like to play the game and be on the air, you can give us a call at 312-642-5600, caller number seven.
5: You know that Neil Diamond? He was a real gem. He was gem. a gem. I All Actually,
3: right. he was. <laughs> All
5: right. <laughs> we'll see you soon.